Brought to you by The Masterson Plan. This call-in show is hosted by a certified holistic health coach with a love for strong language. So if you've got kids in the car, you might want to grab some headphones. The content of this podcast is strictly the opinion of health coach Galadriel Masterson and is for inspiration, information, and educational purposes only. This content is not a diagnosis or treatment and does not take the place of medical advice from your doctor. Welcome back to Go To Health with me, Galadriel Masterson, your health coach. We've got a caller on the line. Caller, what is your name and what's your question for me today? My name is Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Hi. Uh, I'm calling because I have three kids and I run our business. Um, I feel like intellectually I have all the tools and I know all the things that I need to do. I'm just not doing them. And I'm really struggling with getting back into a routine of self-care. I'm finding it super hard to wake up in the morning. I used to wake up at 4.45 and work out before I started my day. And I remember how amazing that feels. Mm. But I sort of... I desperately want to get back into working out in the mornings. I have an M7 in my basement that I stopped using in May. I hit a serious setback and I haven't started up again. And now it's September and I just turned 37. I guess my question is during a time of where I feel overwhelmed and heavy and not at all motivated, how do I start? Bridget, thank you for calling in because I think most people can relate to that falling off and getting back on the horse concept. And Mm -hmm. I think we all know, myself and everybody listening, that life has a way of getting in the way sometimes, doesn't it? Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And once we fall off, oh my goddess, it is so hard to get back on. Every human can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not something that you are doing that's flawed about you. It's called being human. It's right. not a Bridget issue. It's a human issue. I Thank think God. Bridget's a human. <laughs> Bridget's got an issue. Yeah. yeah. So in addition, I think every single parent out there who's listening to this podcast can relate to how hard it is to implement even the smallest bit of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. So what I heard you say is that you know what to do. You just aren't yeah. doing it. You used to do it, and you loved how you felt when you did. And I heard you say that you want this back bad. I want it really bad. Okay, good. Let's get it. Let's get it for you, Bridget. So do something for me. Describe the real problem in one sentence as to why you aren't back on the horse. I have one word, procrastination. Even better, because that was my next question, you little psychic. I'm the worst. (laughs) procrastination. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about self-care then. Self-care is defined as deliberate and intentional activity that's provided by you, Mm -hmm. for you, that will benefit or improve your physical, mental, or emotional health. Mm -hmm. And everyone who's listening, and myself included, knows that you must already be a master at taking care of others because you mentioned you run your family's business, uh, that you have three kids. Do you have any pets? 
I do have a rescue, a little super high needy rescue. <laughs> oh, what kind? Dog or cat or something? Else? A dog. Yeah. Aww. A dog. Yeah. Well, that's fabulous. I love hearing about people rescuing dogs. That's my passion. Okay, so let's just say there's a high energy rescue dog. There's three yeah. kids. There's yeah. a partner, and there is a family business. Yeah. So you would you qualify yourself a master at taking care of others? I would say I'm, yeah, for sure. I'm a master at taking okay. care of Great. For sure. So you've yes. mastered the act of care. So what we know about you, Bridget, is that your muscle of providing care is big and strong since you already yeah. do it for three humans, actually four if we include your partner, <laughs> yeah. and one dog, seven days a week, 365 yes. days a year. Yes, Okay, Bridget, give me some ideas of how you get in your own way. Because you mentioned I... lazy and you mentioned procrastinate. Those were two words that you use. So go ahead and tell me how you get in your own way. I will get up in my own way all over the place. I will set my alarm early and I'll just keep on heading snooze. <laughs> and I'll, I will eat something that I know me feel like shit and I'll just, I'll eat it anyways and I'll be aware and I'll do it anyway. And it's the worst feeling. And then when you feel like shit, what's the thought process like? Does that go into like a guilt and a shame? Why did I do that? Yeah. Like how, how am I doing this over and over and how even, even the, just the desire to change, how is that not enough? Or the desire to live a vibrant, healthy, long life. How is that not enough to actually make changes? And I've done it before. So how come I can't do it now? Like I used to be a drug addict. I stopped doing drugs. Yeah. So basically you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bridget, could you put your hand on your heart, close your eyes, and now answer the question that you just asked, why can't I do this? I, I don't know. When the alarm goes off and the intention is to get up and go down to that awesome machine you mentioned you have in your basement to yeah. work out on, and you don't get up, you hit snooze. Why? How does it I feel like I'm like punishing myself almost. Like I don't really need that extra sleep. I'm not going to bed super late here. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Is it about deserving? Like, do you not deserve to be your best and to feel fucking fabulous? Maybe in a weird, fucked up way, I, I feel that subconsciously and it's running my life. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like it kind of is. I mean, in this area of self-care, because it's if if you don't deserve to feel fabulous, you deserve to feel like shit. So go ahead and eat the thing that's guaranteed to make you feel like shit. And if you know working out is going to make you feel amazing, because you said that at the top of the call, you said you yes. loved how you felt. Um, and then you don't get up to work out. It's like, ha ha, Bridget doesn't get to feel good. Yes, it's yeah. really. <laughs> so stop fucking bullying yourself. That's right. Yeah. So describe for me what it would look like if you did the opposite of what you're currently doing. So if I did the opposite, I would just. I would get up with my alarm. I would stand up and go downstairs and get a good sweat on and and start my day winning. <laughs> it wouldn't 
even really be that hard. And it would take 15 or 20 minutes of just getting some good exercise in. And my whole morning would go. Fuck yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, It that's, sounds so easy. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Do you uh, think it's possible that it is so easy? Yeah. And yeah, that actually is. the hitting snooze is making life hard because then it sets you it up is. to feel like shit all day about yourself. But getting up early actually isn't that hard. I mean, it's hard for like five minutes. Those first five yeah. minutes are brutal. If the sun isn't up. Yeah. But once that yeah. coffee hits, sister, come on. So it sounds like you really need an accountability partner. Is there somebody else in your community that you guys could have a text thing going on where you have to prove to each other that you worked out and that you ate good using photographs? I could maybe I could find somebody. Yeah. Somebody, you know, online, if you're part of any health groups or um, if you have a friend that, you know, is kind of going through a similar thing. Because again, this is very average human stuff. So I'm sure if you cast a net, even to some other moms in your community, that you'd probably get an overwhelming response back. Like, yes, you just described me too. That's a really good idea. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I mean, but you got to use photographs. If you don't send a picture of your sweaty face, right. then you didn't work out. If you don't send a picture of that plate of really good choice foods for yourself, you know, so this is creating accountability. Okay. I love it. Bridget, I work out really early in the morning. I love to do that because I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And also I know that by working out on an empty stomach, my body's burning fat for the fuel for the workout as opposed to food for fuel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm vain. I want to look lean. So that's why I make that choice. But like you, when that alarm goes off and it's still dark out, I'm like, this is bullshit. And I have a thing. And what I say to myself is, Masterson, just put your feet on the floor. Because if my feet get off the mattress and touch the floor, it's on. But as long as I keep my feet on the mattress, that snooze is, you know, the negotiations with myself, the promises, all that weird stuff we do before we open our eyes, that happens. So I'd like you to try that. Just put your feet on the floor, Bridget. That's what you're going to say to yourself. Okay. So when does it start? Um, When does this? uh, Tomorrow. Okay. So, Bridget, do you follow me on Instagram? I absolutely do. Okay. So tomorrow morning, um, because I'm going to assume you might not get an accountability partner between now and tomorrow morning, you're going to direct message me your accountability photos tomorrow of your workout and of you making good food choices. So you better send them or I'll stalk you using social media. Okay. Okay, great. I love it. (laughs) So what you're going to do is you're going to find an accountability partner in your community or in your online community, and you're just going to put your feet on the floor. And the cool thing to remember is habits go together, like drinking and smoking is a habit. They go together. Yeah. Working out and eating well is another habit. They go together. So that morning workout is going to set up that mind to feel amazing, but it's also going to set you up to make better food choices throughout the day. I can't wait to get that direct message from you. Oh, I can't wait to send it. Okay, Bridget. Sounds like you're ready to go conquer your Monday. I am. 
Thank you so much for calling in today. And I hope what you shared, you know, your real vulnerable issue is really going to inspire some other people who might be listening and experiencing the same exact thing of wanting to get back on the horse. So thank you, Bridget. Thank you. Oh, look, we got another caller. Caller, what is your name and what is your question today for a health coach? Hi, this is Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. Um, so my question is, what are the easiest ways to improve your health overall and how will adding those things to daily life benefit me in the long run? Hmm, this is a good question because this literally applies to every human being listening. And maybe if there's some cats and dogs listening, it will apply to them too. <laughs> so, how about I give you a quick list of things to add in, but just as mm -hmm. important that I also provide a list of things to break up with to improve overall health. Sound good? Great. Okay, before, before before I start, you know, talking, 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 though, why don't you tell us what area of your health do you wish to improve? Well, I think the thing I've struggled with the longest is just digestion and mm. just like easy digestion and knowing, um, like tuning into the things that um make me feel good and make me feel bad. And I know that there are some things that I can add to my daily routine that would make my life, my, my eating life better. And um, that's sort of why I'm calling. Great. And could you just clarify, so if your issue is digestion, I'm going to assume that means sometimes poor digestion. But what does that specifically mm -hmm. mean to you? Is that constipation? Is that diarrhea? Is that bloating? Um, what does that look like for you? It is all of the above. It's all of the above. So it's bloating. Sometimes it's constipation. Sometimes it's diarrhea. Sometimes it's, you know, it, it really, I think, depends on like how, how I'm eating, how consistent I'm being in the choices that I'm making. And, um, you know, just, I guess, what other elements I'm putting in into my body. So if I'm taking supplements or if I'm sleeping or if I'm drinking enough water, like those are the things that I think that I want to always keep in mind to just help overall. Yeah. And do you have a sense of what the foods are specifically that would, for example, cause diarrhea or cause bloating? Yes. Okay. And do they sometimes make their way into your life, even though you know what the end result will be? They do. Because mm. you're, you're human and we're beautifully yeah. flawed creatures and that's just and that. sometimes you just want to have a bagel. Yeah. And then you'll pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. As long as you know going into it, okay, this bagel is going to be so fucking good and I'm going to ship my pants in about six hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're making a deal with the bagel. I'm going to love you, exactly. but I know you're going to hurt me and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you shared that because, you know, constipation, diarrhea, gas, and bloating are 
messengers from your body. And what they're trying to communicate is there's something, probably what they're trying to communicate is there's something that you're eating that your body doesn't like. It might even be harmful or hurtful to your body. Um, And I think what happens to a lot of us is we are bloated or gassy or constipated so often that it becomes normal. And it's not normal. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you know what you can and can't do already, which would probably mean eliminating bagels. And I'm so if it's bagels, I'm going to guess it's the gluten or it could possibly be whatever you put on the bagel. Could be a lactose intolerance if it's cream cheese. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so I I would suggest not eating those foods. But like you said, once in a while, you're going to sign up for it. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, So but let's get like a little more kind of general. Um, okay. So I define health by how you move, what you eat, and how you think. So why don't I do for you in this call is to address a few like easy as fuck ways to elevate those three areas, no matter where you live, how you how busy you are, or what your financial status is. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So when I say how you move, I I mean exercise, um, but by that, I mean whatever that means to you, but doing that exercise consistently, and by consistent, I mean three times a week and not less. Um, you know, the thing that makes exercise so important is that the second we stop moving our bodies, we begin the aging process and then the dying process. Exercise actually tells your body to stay young and tells your organs to function well. Not to mention the other bonus is that, you know, like a toned arm or a cute booty is a plus. So what I like to say to people is, you know, if you currently do nothing, no form of exercise, then you just start where you are. And so what that would look like is, you know, parking in the furthest parking lot, taking the stairs, not the elevator, or go for a walk before or after work, or just, you know, dance in the kitchen while you're preparing a meal, or even just starting with stretching three to four times a week. Mm -hmm. And then what I say to people is if they do just a little something but kind of hate the idea of exercise, then um, there's this great app that you can download on your phone, and it's called the Seven Minute Workout Challenge, and it costs $3.99. And what I've been told by my one-on-one clients who hate, hate, hate fitness is that the Seven Minute app, it's the best thing that ever happened to them because it's over before it even begins. Um, Right. Yeah. And then if you do work out, step up your game. So where do you fall in the how you move category? Well, um, normally, so I'm eight months pregnant. So oh, my congratulations. Routine, thank you. My exercise routine has changed uh, pretty severely since I um, have gotten bigger and bigger. But normally I'm exercising. You know, I, I love Pilates. I love walking. I love dance classes. So I'll do that a couple of times a week. Um, so I, I do try to move my body daily even if that means just going on a longer walk or, you know, like you said, taking the stairs instead of the elevator. It sounds like you will return to fitness once, you know, your baby is is yes. born. And also, 
you're about to be lifting another human into your arms how many times a day for how many years? Your arms are going to look amazing by the time that kid is one. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget, you know, use your knees. Don't need to throw out your back. Yes. So I want to just share something personal from, from my own perspective in life. You know, I'm one of those freaks who loves kale and working out. But, you know, for the record, I also love red wine and binge-watching shit on Netflix. So, you know, I'm human too. (laughs) Anywho, when I see an older person with a walker, it always highlights to me that someday walking across town literally may not be an option for me. That taking Mm -hmm. the stairs someday may not actually be something I could physically do. Uh, You know, not to mention going dancing or hiking. So I choose to move my body now at this age because I've been blessed with the luxury of being able to. You know, so Mm -hmm. until my body decides to start the dying process, I plan to continue to move. It's a choice. It's a luxury. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. so um, let's move on to how you eat. So... This is a big one. Everyone asks me this all the time. The bus driver, the elevator operator, people at work, everyone wants to to know the answer to this one. So there's just some real easy things that every human can do regardless of their, you know, finances or medical condition or anything. And one of the big things that I suggest to everyone is to start every day with the juice of half a lemon in like a pint glass of water. And that water could be warm like tea room temp, cold, whatever. Um, The reason I suggest this is lemon helps to jumpstart the digestion. And lemon's like a really good friend to the liver. And the liver worked all night long on detoxifying. And that means detoxifying emotions, chemicals in the food, uh, the detergent that your clothes are washed in, um, alcohol, medications, etc. So giving it a helper first thing in the morning is absolute brilliant. Um, And then for women over 35, vitamin C helps raise your progesterone levels, which is super important. Um, And Mm -hmm. for women who are just about to have a baby, keeping those progesterone levels in a nice, healthy place after you have the baby is really important because that's what um, prevents postpartum is keeping progesterone Mm -hmm. nice. So getting that lemon water in will be brilliant for you. Um, And then, you know, on the topic of water, I feel very strongly that one of the cheapest ways to improve health is just more water overall. It's free. Come on, people. Um, You know, so what I say is divide your body weight in half, and this is how many uh, ounces that you need for water. And the thing about water is it's essential for flushing out toxins, brain health, energy levels, joint health, skin health, you know, keeping the immune optimal, and water prevents headaches. So where would you rate your water intake? Um, Well, I've been very good at drinking water, especially lately, because I have been told by the doctor I have to drink a gallon of water a day. Amazing. I love Uh, your doctor. um, But... Yeah, she's very she's very uh, strict about the water intake. Um, but normally, I I do try to drink a couple liters of water a day, um, and I don't really like other beverages, so I kind of lucked out in that department. Um, water is like my go-to. 
gorgeous. I love the image of an, a woman who's eight months pregnant holding a gallon of water and just chugging out of it. <laughs> That'd be a great Instagram post on the Masters in Bland. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just for everyone listening, because it sounds like you're not stepping into this, but other people who are listening to this podcast, maybe, um, you know, you have like a low level of dehydration. If you're having headaches, false hunger, low energy, stubborn weight, and maybe consistently feel just like a little depressed. Mm. Believe it or not, people, water can help all of that. Um, wow. So we said lemon water. We said just more water. And then the other thing that is just an easy way to approach life is the 80-20 rule. Have you heard of that before, Emily? Um, no. Okay, so that means 80% of the time you make awesome choices for yourself. You are working out, you're putting things on your plate that you know your body loves. And 20% of the time, you're saying, fuck that workout. And you know what? I will take that bagel. 80 mm-hmm. 20 keeps us balanced. You know, we are not machines, so we're not going to be like giving it and plugging in 100% of the time. But if we can do it 80% of the time, then we're going to see an improvement in our waistlines, our skin, our energy level, and we're going to be that much further from getting, you know, diagnoses such as high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, for someone like mm-hmm. you, if 80% of the year you're not putting something in your tummy that your tummy hates, like a bagel, and you're only doing that 20% of the year, then you're probably going to be doing pretty damn good. Okay. Yeah. And then just to wrap up. That seems like a reasonable. Right? That seems like, yeah, it seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. It leaves room for vacations and celebrations, birthdays, New Year's Eve, and a love, lovely brunches with friends and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then um, just to end up on, you know, how we eat, if the plate is 80% plants, oh my God. God, you'll have nothing to worry about for the rest of your life. So if it's 80% vegetables, especially the green ones, everything Mm -hmm. else will just fall into place. I personally live by this. And it's funny because people always think that I'm a vegan or vegetarian because there's so many vegetables on my plate that maybe they don't see the chicken or the fish. And then they'll Mm -hmm. see it and they'll say, oh, my God, you're not a vegan? Like, nope. (laughs) I eat chicken, mm-hmm. I eat fish. And I'm saying, so, you know, they just don't notice because my plate's covered in the veggies. Right. So let's approach the last one. Um, the last way I define health is how you think. So again, it's how you move, how you eat, how you think. So the big thing is, you know, we all have to stop beating ourselves up because if guilt and shame worked, we'd all be toned rich and happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, so, you know, if being... And for some people, being nice to themselves is is really, really hard. Then I say, go for a gratitude walk. And a gratitude walk is when you just go for a walk, and the whole time, all you do is gratitudes. Big ones, small ones, doesn't matter. Like, I'm grateful that these new sneakers don't pinch my feet. I'm grateful that my partner made coffee this morning and I didn't have to. I'm, you know, grateful that my dog didn't have diarrhea on the carpet this morning. Whatever you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um. How are you in that department of how you think? Um, you know, it depends on the it depends on the day, and I think how I'm 
like how I'm eating and how I'm moving generally will affect the way that I think. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Um, so, um, you know, now, funny, I've been, you think that, you know, you get pregnant and you're going to be so connected and it's going to be so amazing. But the, the same little voices are are there and you're talking to yourself the same way you were before. Um, wow. So it's been a nice, I mean, it's been a lesson, I guess, and not like, okay, well, you really need to, you really need to conquer these demons because um, you don't want to pass that down to your kid. And also like you would never talk to anybody else that way. So why are you talking to yourself that way? Holy shit. What a gift being pregnant has given you because it's shown you that this is an area of your health that you need to to work on. And that's the how you think area. Yeah. That's so amazing. And mm-hmm. and like you just said, wouldn't talk to anybody else like that. I know you're not going to talk to your kid like that. So, hey, it's probably not working for you either. If it's not going to work to talk to your kid like yeah. that or the person you made the kid with, it's probably not working for you. So maybe you can yeah, try the gratitude never. Yeah, I think I, I think I will. It sounds really nice, actually, just to go down a list of things that you're thankful and grateful for. And yeah. I, have a, I, I do feel very grateful, especially right now. So, you know, I have a couple of weeks left that I'm going to be very grateful for and so much more as well. Beautiful. So we talked about the three areas of how we define health, how you eat, how you how you think and how you move. So we talked about what to put in. Let's talk about what to eliminate, because I find as a health coach, you know, people always want to put a supplement in or put a superfood in, but they don't want to take away the bullshit. But the the bullshit is the real problem. So for every human, sugar, flour, and processed foods are basically ground zero for every health problem from diabetes to cancer to blood pressure issues and, you know, to just not being at the weight you want to be at or having your skin look gorgeous. So my thing is crowd out sugar 80% of the time, like we talked about the 80-20 rule, with nature's version, Mm -hmm. which is fruit. And crowd out the man-made carbs, like bread and that beloved bagel, and pasta for the nature-made carbs, like quinoa and sweet potato. And again, 80% of the time, you're going to be good. And, you know, this doesn't mean that you're never going to eat man-made sugar and carbs again. It means you're, you're choosing to put your sugar and your man-made carbs into your recreational drug category, not your every-week category. And then, you know, a really big thing is to eliminate the excuses as to why you can't bring in some form of movement and eliminate beating up on yourself in that old, you know, internal monologue. Right. Emily, thank you so much for calling in today with this question that seriously every listener can relate to and for sharing some things about yourself with us, too. And I just want to wish you the easiest final month of pregnancy and a wonderful labor and delivery situation and many blessings. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, go be healthy. Okay, thanks. What's going on? 
If you really related to our caller, Bridget, today, then what I want you to really consider doing is to get an accountability partner. Now, if you're working with a health coach like myself, I'm your accountability partner. But if you're just doing this on your own, your accountability partner is the person that you text that photograph to of that gorgeous, healthy meal you made. Or you text that photograph of yourself with the red, sweaty face to prove that you did the workout. This is how you keep yourself accountable. And if you're really related to Emily, I want you to remember, it's not just about what you're putting into your diet. It's about what you are taking out. We all know that sugar has got to fucking go. If you have a gluten allergy, the gluten has got to fucking go. And this relates to other areas of your health too. I'm sure there's a, a person, they've got to fucking go. Or even a poisonous way that you think in your inner monologue. So think about what you got to take out as well. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Go to Health. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson. I'm a certified holistic health and lifestyle coach. Health is my absolute favorite topic, and I would love to discuss it with you, either one-on-one working with me or be a caller here on the show, or just follow me on Facebook or Instagram. My website is www.themastersonplan.com. Both Instagram and Facebook are at The Masterson Plan. And please, rate and review this show on iTunes. This podcast was produced by the team at DSRA Podcast. You can find them at www.dsrapodcast.com. The music for the show was created by the one and only Rick Radone. The photo was done by the incredible Guy Furrow, a.k.a. Miss Guy. And the logo was created by the lovely Donica Underhill. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson. This is Go to Health, and you, my friends, can go to health. Thank you.